everybody. Welcome to The Stripe Show. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you so much for launching The Stripe Show podcast with us two weeks ago when we had a terrific conversation with Jamie Mulligan, the coach of the number six ranked player in the world, Patrick Cantlay. This week, we keep The Stripe Show rolling, episode number two, with Coach Jim Schumann. Jim coaches one of the top players on PGA Tour champions, Jerry Kelly. Thank you for listening to the Stripe Show podcast. Jim Schumann, coach to Jerry Kelly. What a season it's been for these two. Three wins for Jerry Kelly on PGA Tour champions in 2019 and currently sitting second heading into the final tournament of the year in Arizona for the season-long Schwab Cup. Jim not only is the coach to Jerry Kelly, but he's also his brother-in-law. And you might sit there and think, I know the name Jim Schumann. He was a good player. Played professional golf on the Corn Ferry Tour, as well as a couple events in PGA Tour Champions and the PGA Tour. I thought it was the perfect week to reach out and get some insight on what it's like teaching Jerry Kelly, a unique swing. The club shaft gets laid off at the top. You don't see that much on the PGA Tour. So what do they do to maintain that swing? And what is it like spending that much time with your brother-in-law? Hope you enjoy episode number two of the Stripe Show podcast with Jim Schumann. So joining me now is the coach and brother-in-law, if I'm uh, understanding this correctly to Jerry Kelly, Jim Schumann. Jim, thanks for uh, jumping on the call here. Hey, Travis. Great. Thanks for having me today. Brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, it was amazing. You know, Jerry and I were, were kind of playing. He's a little bit younger than I am, and uh, I was just kind of ending out there, and he was just really getting going and catching his stride, and just lo and behold happened. Uh, he met my sister, and uh, yeah, they've been married for 20-some-odd years now. So yeah, pretty amazing stuff. Wow, and I know you're a very accomplished player yourself. You uh, you played the Cord Ferry Tour there for for a handful of years. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, it was a different time then. There's a lot more. There's a lot a greater number of better players out there now, but uh, still tough. And uh, you know, you watch those guys out there on the Corn Ferry trying to get out, and uh, yeah. tough road. Boy, it is as deep as uh, it's ever been. And um, you know, you just follow the Monday qualifiers, and you see the scores that are being shot and you know, these uh, these young men and sometimes experienced guys, uh, they can play and they just need to put it together at the right time, get that opportunity. As Jerry did, he was on the Corn Ferry Tour as well as, you know, as you could easily forget. You know, Jerry's been a professional golfer for 30 years. He won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, played the PGA Tour, won three times. And now, of course, on the PGA Tour champions and uh, has six wins and really putting together a nice season here. Uh, Jerry Kelly, uh, this year, three wins now in, in 2019. He's also got two seconds, uh, three thirds. And then the most recent course here, just last week, the SAS championship. And he's second now in the Schwab cup heading in 
to the playoffs. So I would imagine uh, Jerry's feeling pretty darn good right now with the season and, you know, his hopes as he heads into the last three weeks of PJ Tour champions. Yeah, I think he is. You know, it's it's tough. He's had a very good year, and, I, you know, they start up now, I think, double points. You know, he's chasing a really tough guy in Scott McCarron, plus all the other really good players out there. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough road, but, uh, you know, I know he's up for the up for the challenge, that's for sure. I heard Jerry talk about the, this phone call that he had with you heading into the SAS. He didn't feel like he was really hitting it that well, and you guys had a phone call, and he said it kind of turned things around. Can you share any insight with us? Yeah, I, I mean, I, we were just, I was out in Texas, and we were playing the National Senior Club Pro, and we were just heading back to Arizona for the winter, and, uh, you know, he had text, I think, the day before, and, and I had stopped, and, and we chatted, and, um, you know, he, he had played well. He had won a few weeks earlier, I believe, and, you know, I, I guess he played out in Pebble, and that's always a tough place to play uh, yeah. for him, and I think he may have mentioned that as well, and uh, I think he just maybe got a little... Uh, sideways on a couple things but um you know there's some there's some common stuff there that uh that we always have to go back to and, and make sure that are in place to be able to do some of the things that he wants to do and um you, you know everybody's got their own little quirks and uh he's not exempt from those either and uh you know when you play so much golf and you play in these different conditions it's it's not real difficult to get off a little bit and and get headed down the wrong road where does he where does he get off, Jim? Probably no one's no one's seen him hit more balls than you. Is there is there a couple, two or three specific things that he kind of gravitates towards? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no question. I mean, he's always struggled with a little bit of a long and laid off arm swing, a bit lifted and things like that. And you know, for a long, long time there, I think people were saying, "Well, why don't you fix that arm swing? Why don't you fix that arm swing?" Well, you know, that's all well and good, but. You know, how you're in balance and how your posture is and, and how you, you're able to rotate and, and create the base for those arms to swing is, is a big deal. You just, you know, you could change an arm swing, I think, pretty easily and, and not have the, you know, the body motion to fit or support that. And, and that's really where we have to go with Jerry. You know, he needs to be very stable and, and much more inside himself um, from a leg standpoint and a feet standpoint, he has uh, sometimes gets a lot of side to side movement going. And, you know, things have to start there for him where, you know, I don't want to use the word tighter, but it just, it's a more solid foundation. Uh, it enables him to rotate a little bit better. And when he does that, you know, his arms are able to get in a little bit better spot. Yeah. I saw a, uh, a video you guys did kind of a feature there on, I believe it was uh, golf channel there a couple of years back. And, he was talking about um, some changes that he was making in 2017, but it kind of really all comes back to some of the things that you're saying here, which was rotating. Um, but it sounds like kind of in both directions, you know, turning better going back, but also turning better in the impact where he felt like he was covering it better and not backing up. Is that, is that an accurate description? Yeah, that's pretty close. I mean, yeah. I don't tend to use the, you know, we don't tend to use the words turn with him as much because, you know, we use that word, you know, for him, I think it leads him to moving into a different location. And I'm not saying that he has to be absolutely in, in one spot the whole time because he can't be. But, you know, when we start talking about turn, he, he gets going a little a little sideways and takes it uh, a little far sometimes. So we might talk about it in terms of rotating. We definitely are going to talk about it in how we build that posture, you know, where his upper body may not be so far out over his legs, where his legs 
support his torso in rotation a little bit more. And, and that in turn allows him to do some things with his arms. And, you know, he's mm-hmm. in a, he's up there and sometimes gets in a little bit, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it a laid off position, but it's difficult sometimes for him to hit a, a real solid cut turns into a block sometimes. And so, you know, we just have to keep him on the middle ground there between hitting the natural draw that he does and, and hitting some really solid release cuts. Yeah, it is interesting, really, the top of the swing, you know, with Jerry and the the left arm, as you were mentioning, can kind of run away, get a little upright, and, and the shaft, you know, maybe as we would call it as a teacher, which is laid off, and for our listeners, laid off would be, as you're looking from the target line, the, the club head is kind of hanging to the left too much. Yeah. And, and across the line would be now the club head is, you know, kind of pointing over to the right or right well of the target line. So, as you know, so much of what a player does on the downswing is predicated on what that position is at the top. And Jerry's kind of always been there. And it sounds like you've kind of just managed that and then really, you know, ha- have worked around that and, and get him to rotate and hit and hit the shots the most efficiently he can based on where that club is at the top. Yeah. I think you're, you hit it right on the head, Travis. I mean, there's, yeah. you have to, I don't, I'm just not a believer that you can go in um, with some of these guys and say, Hey, let's just, let's move this. So it aesthetically looks better because right. that that's not the point. The point is these guys have to play and they, they want to compete. And so, you know, especially for Jerry. And I think that's what he, one of the things that he's really, really great at is he plays the game very, very well. Now, when he starts hitting these half shots and these small punch type wedges, the club obviously doesn't swing long enough back to get in that mm-hmm. type of position so it's you know he's he does pretty well there so I think sometimes you know maybe for the listeners that hey don't ever give up the aesthetic pretty position uh from somewhere that you know you can play from because that's that's the whole game being able to play mm-hmm. talking with Jim Schumann here the uh coach and brother-in-law to Jerry Kelly 30 years he's been playing professional golf I, I i think he probably knows a thing or two about uh about playing the game and um, it's so much fun to hang out with these veterans and experienced players of the game like jerry i taught fred funk for many years and it was it's really fun just to be out there on the golf course you know with them and and watch them be in their craft and when they really get it going breaking down a golf course and hitting high-end shots consecutively and really starting to reel off birdies. And, and I've always thought of Jerry as a player that when he gets it going, he can really get it going and fill up. Is that, is that accurate with Jerry? Yeah. You know, obviously everybody's got to make putts and I think he's yeah. doing that pretty well. But I, again, I think you're spot on. I mean, I, I enjoy getting out there on that champions tour and watching for, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, one that you mentioned obviously is to watch these guys manage and play a golf course based on, you know, what their skill set might be is just is really awesome. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen on the PGA Tour, but it's a different it's just a different kind of way to get around the golf course. You know, they don't hit it nearly as long. There are some guys that are long, but um, they really, really can hit some golf shots. And, you know, honestly, obviously, you've been out there. It, it's impressive golf. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is impressive golf. And it's um, these guys know their game. I mean, they've been doing it for so long and they, yeah. they play they play to their strengths and, and, and talking about strengths, what, if, what do you think Jerry, what, what, what are Jerry's strengths? When he goes into a, to a tournament, 
what is it kind of list it for me like a b and c here for jerry that he does extremely well as a professional golfer i think well a number one he has to drive the golf ball straight to play well wherever he plays and that's always been a, a pretty strong suit of him and, and you know that from um teaching fred funk as well i mean absolutely fred, he's got to drive the golf ball straight and you know, you don't spend all that time and uh, keeping your card on the tour or playing for 30 some years without being able to, to put your golf ball in the fairway. So that's a number one, wherever he plays. And then I think he's really, really great. Um, you know, he's got a great visual. He loves to try to move the golf ball, even though the ball doesn't really move a ton that much anymore. But, you know, there's always a shape to the shot and there's always something that he's trying to do, which, uh, you know, that's another trade out there. I think you see guys at that age who really grew up, you know, hitting, hitting, you know, visualizing these hooks and cuts and fades and all these different shots. And uh, um, so he moves the golf ball a lot. And, you know, the, the final thing that really impresses me is, you know, he's a he's a competitor. There's no doubt about it. Doesn't matter if he's on the golf course or playing ping pong or on the ice rink. I mean, this guy loves to compete and uh, he just loves that environment. Take me to the the other side of the game here. You talked about driving. Talk about Jerry's putting. How would you describe Jerry's putting over the years? Um, you know, it's it, it's changed. I think he's tried a, a lot of things, a lot of different feels. I can't really necessarily tell you that the stroke itself, you know, changes. And I'm sure you're, you're very well aware of that. Um, what it feels like to a given player, and you know what they might be expressing they're doing, isn't necessarily changing you know, what the putter does or what the club does, but it might feel totally different to them, whether it's mm -hmm. a pace or a length or whatever. But, uh, um, you know, Jerry's definitely a very much a right-handed putter and a very much of a, a hitting type stroke versus one that you might see, you know, if you were to, to think of a guy like a Ben Crenshaw or, or something like that, it's, it's very poppy and it's very right-handed. And I, and I think mm -hmm. he's, He's uh, settled into something that's very comfortable for him, very easy to get his golf ball started online. Um, I didn't get to watch a ton of the tournament on Sunday, but I uh, hit a couple really nice uh, long putts. I think on 17 coming down was a really nice putt. And so um, it's able to give him some touch and some direction, that's for sure. Is, is, Jerry, is Jerry a tinker? Is he, is he like to tinker thought-wise in the swing, short game, putting? Is he kind of is his mind always you know out there or is he you know pretty disciplined pretty content with kind of what's in front of him and just staying the course I don't, I don't know if I'd call it tinkering but uh you know those guys uh that are successful are always looking to get a little bit better but he does a very good job of um of making sure that whatever it is he thinks might work or feel better it I really have to take it to the golf course I mean um, I'm sure you know as well. You can see a lot of great shots on the driving range, and we're, we're you know we're not seeing that come to fruition on the golf course, and you know and that's not real helpful. So uh, whatever he he might be working on, uh, it definitely needs to travel. There's no doubt about that, uh, and and I enjoy that because yeah, um, you know as teachers we can get you know try this and try that and try all these yeah. different things, right? And, you know, this might be the way to do it, but they're the ones ultimately that uh, have to post a score and, and it needs to produce what their eye is looking for out on the golf course. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting talking to top teachers like you and others that who teach these obviously very, very skilled players. And, 
you know, you, you, you're right. You have to be careful um, flooding them with, with feels and thoughts rather sometimes just kind of creating content context for them to self-discover and create their own feel. It seems to, it has a much more lasting power and, uh, and confidence uh, that, that, that is built between coach and teacher. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, these guys are great players and, and look, I'm not saying teachers don't play a part of it. Uh, they do, but they're not out there hitting the golf shots. And right. quite honestly, these guys are, are great players and we probably sometimes get too much credit for, for teaching them. What have I taught them? I don't know. Maybe, you know, we, we learn how to be more efficient and use that word efficiency. And, and not, that's what you're looking for. You're trying to get rid of the randomness in the swing on a day-to-day basis and something that is efficient and, and something that they can count on and they can relate to. Yeah, and, and clearly it speaks to your guys' uh, tenure, 15 years together, which is a very long time in, in a coach-player relationship. And I'll finish up with, with this question here. I know, Jerry, what I have always loved about Jerry and watching him play is he, you know, he shows some emotion, right? I mean, he, uh, he, can, he can show you when he's excited and, you know, maybe sometimes when he's a little upset. And, you know, and in today's game, it's most of these young players are very monotone and, and very even keeled, but I like the emotion and Jerry seems like a bit of an emotional guy to me. And, and as you look ahead here, three tournaments left, he's right there knocking on the doorstep second in the Schwab cup. What would, what would a win here overall, the Schwab cup first place mean to Jerry Kelly? Yeah, I think it would be huge. I, I, but I do think, uh, he does a very good job of keeping things in perspective and doesn't get too far ahead of himself. I mean, there's no doubt you're correct again in the fact that he's a very passionate guy out there, but what he does well is he uses that um, energy and that passion in a real positive way. You know, that doesn't work always for every player. Some people get a little out of step and they get going too fast or whatever, but he seems to be able to manage it and stay within himself and, and use that to, to a positive, which, you know, it is. Uh, for myself, personally, I'm a little bit more uh, reserved on the golf course, and I'm, and I'm not anywhere near that. And, you know, <laughs> so that energy I'd have to manage in a totally different way than he does. But, um, uh, you know, he does it obviously very well. Well, things seem to be moving uh, in the right direction. Three wins uh, this year, second place going into the Schwab Cup playoffs. And uh, he, he seems like he's, he's healthy. Um, he's excited, he's motivated, and um, wouldn't be surprised to see him catch Scotty McCarron. I know Scott's a great player, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Jerry catch him, and then as you guys turn the corner for next year, uh, perhaps a, a major championship on the PGA Tour champions, which I'm sure is a goal of his. Yeah, it would be, uh, it would be phenomenal, of course. Jim, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll be watching. Anytime, Travis. Thanks again for having me. Thank you so much to listening to the Stripe Show podcast with Jim Schumann, coach to PGA Tour champions player Jerry Kelly. All of our guests receive a new set of headphones from Aftershocks, the Aeropex design. If you haven't seen these headphones, check them out for my friends at Aftershocks. We'll see you next time on the Stripe Show podcast. <laughs>